Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Davion, it's Bruce, and, and this, this is, is Oh, That's, that's my, my Gay friend. friend, episode number 81. We're doing it. We are getting up there in age. Hey, husband, how are you tonight? I'm good, husband. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Amen and amen. Welcome, friends, to another wonderful episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend, brought to you by Bruce and Davion's six-year anniversary, tomorrow, wedding anniversary. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, put the wedding on it. Don't take away our actual years. We put yes. in time. We paid our dues. We paid it, baby. 14 years together and six years married on February 10th. There we go. So, this is our It's Our Anniversary. Yes. Yeah. That's all I'm saying, because I ain't got time to pay your uh, second husband money. Well, he's more of my third one now. He's been demoted, oh. but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Who got the number two? Um, you know what? I am very, I've become very fond of Anderson Pock. Oh, okay. I don't know. I Just the wigs. He, the wig. he, he, he wears a mean do? bob. I don't know. Ah, shake we and can, go. We're shaking go. We can, we can share them. <laughs> we, we share, we care, we do, do each, each other's, other's hair. hair. <laughs> How are you, husband? Listen, you got to have a strong guys relationship to be able to talk to your husband about who your second and third husbands or their their questions are. Yeah. Like that's that shows maturity, security, and all the things. Cause let's be honest. But listen, more importantly all, it shows friendship. It shows friendship, but it also it's a situation of listen, like just because you're married don't mean your eyes are dead. Like you know, like you yes. see people <laughs> yeah, it's attractive. Yes. You're gonna see attractive people, you're gonna be attracted to someone. It's okay. It's you know and if y'all tend to tend to do things then y'all work it out y'all marriage and Play together, play separate, whatever. But if you choose to do that, <laughs> Stop, you're gonna have the friends thinking. <laughs> no, we're not. No, I'm just saying. But like, there's different aspects. Yes, yes, but yes. you know, you make monogamy is great, great. But it, you know, people think that oh well, you can't be attracted to another person because you're married or you're in a relationship, and that's just asinine. Like you're gonna go through life and never see someone that you might find remotely attractive. Like I think the best thing is to have a spouse that you can say, hey, a person cute. And it took me a while to get to that point. Like I'm not yes, gonna say it, it took. It was like oh. Hey, overnight, I'm, I'm a crazy motherfucker, so I don't want to hear certain shit. But like you said, friendship, we do have that. So, yeah. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> so back to the back to, uh, back to the show. show. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so you guys know what time it is. We do it each and every week. Go ahead and gather your cocktail, and while you gather your libation, we would tell you our selection for tonight. And tonight we're having a special situation because it is our anniversary weekend and so we are going to have some of Issa Rae via Ray. You know we're gonna pop a bottle. We pop a bottles of me. That's what we do, baby. In celebration of love. Celebrate good time. Don't come off. Alright, so here we go. Why is it not oh here we go. It's working with me now. Do it away from the equipment. Wow. Yay. We need something for black folks to like once we pop a bottle. Um, yes, yeah, so friends, reach out and let us know if you have any suggestions. Because, you know, typically, what what is it? Cheers or... Cheers, Ropa. Well, Ropa is like a more Greek situation, I believe. Um, different ethnicities have different things, you know, for cheer, for toasting and everything. Yeah, so, yeah. we need something for the culture. When we pop a bottle of champagne, like, you know, hey, that's kind of... That's, that's, everybody do hey, but we need a saying or something. Yeah, like, something that's like... Bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. <laughs> something a bit catchier. Or like something culturally significant. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know, friends. Hit us up on the Instagram at Oh That's My Gay Friend. If you guys come up with any ideas once we pop a bottle, what should the saying be? Yeah, because I think that would be that's something that needs to catch on. 
It does. Tip it, tip it, Kathleen, tip it. I was thinking, yes, but that's... But no, that's the gays. We already have that. Like, we need something... Well, I mean, we are gay. Yeah, but I'm just saying... <laughs> this is like, a gay podcast. It is a gay podcast, but, but everyone who listens isn't queer. But we appreciate all of the allies... Yes, of we the do. LGBTQIA, BCDEFG community. Okay, so if you guys haven't noticed, uh, he's pouring the champagne. That's oh, okay. why we're vamping <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's why we're just it. rambling at this point. <laughs> it looks so pretty. Now it looks make very sure. pretty. Once you have your champs, you also have to make sure you have your selection of vodka. To top it off, we've already explained why we, we do this, but it opens up the champagne. It softens so. the blow a little bit so you don't have that Martin neck tingle sensation. It's a beautiful thing. It is, and I'm so glad that I was taught this by Sutton Strat. All of a sudden. <laughs> All of a sudden. Name them. All right. So, so what's up? All right. We got a little mix, a little bit. A little. Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't even taken a sip. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle your seatbelt, guys. Sorry. All right. It's like ASMR at this point. <laughs> but listen, it's the Friday show. We're recording on Friday for a Friday show. So here we go. All right, you guys, you should have your libation now in your hand. Let's raise a glass to a wonderful episode. But uh, more importantly, let's raise a glass to our six year anniversary. I love you, Vic. Love you too. Clink, 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 clink. Cheers. Clink. That's nice, Issa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to party and talk about all of the things. So let's get right down to it. Husband, how has your week been going thus far? You know, keep me lifted up in prayer. That's all I'm going to say. My mental stability has been teetering by a threat, but I am focusing on choosing to, you know, laser focus on the blessings that are in my life yeah. like you our kids family friends and that's where i will stop how about you how's your week <laughs> uh the week has been good interesting um insightful but good there's nothing to complain about i could i would be lying if i were to sit here and complain um but Yes, check on your friends, your family, your loved ones. If you see that they're not in their best state of mind or what have you, just offer, be a listening ear or don't offer shit to them, but just say, hey, you want to vent or cry or yell and see what happens. So, but my week has been great. Um, This past week, we had some fun, some of my day ones from my old clinic um, threw me a birthday celebration. So that was fun. We did that last Saturday. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of fun with that. So I appreciate my folks, the Fantastic Four, which has grown to the Fantastic <laughs> 15 by this point now because of spouses and children and other folks that people that we know. Um, but basically, the Fantastic Four was um, Brian. Myself, Christine, and Val, and yeah, yeah. So shout out to my people, my A ones from day one from the county, um, and we used to all hang out and party, and we just came up with that crew name, and it just stuck for years. And but they threw me a surprise party, and to celebrate for my birthday, that was fun, that was great. Um, and then it rained in L.A. It rained a lot in L.A. It yeah, has now stopped for now. I think I don't know if it's supposed to start back up. I have no idea, but yeah. But it's been wet. 
Listen, they said there was the most rain uh, in a long time. So, I mean, yeah. apparently, we needed needed this, which was great. But tell us, friends, how you survived. Hopefully, no one was washed away. Our home was damaged by the rain. But um, that's really been it. Really that like, literally is it. We rambled <laughs> enough. Nothing going on. We ain't besides talking. the rest of the week. We ain't so, let's get right shit. to these hot topics. <laughs> let's get into these hot topics. So... One of the hottest topics happened over the weekend, and that was the biggest night in music, the Grammys. Yes. The 66th annual Grammys, to be specific, hosted by Trevor Noah. Do you have any highlights from the show? I do. My first highlight... Ooh, multiple. Yeah, it is multiple. Um, Miley Cyrus... Mm-hmm. I fucks with her heart. She is very interesting. She has appropriated people cultures. She has grown and now she's a complete rock star who came out and killed her performance when she performed in the Grammy. So mm-hmm. I, that was one of my highlights. Another one was Fantasia Marino. Yeah. Doing Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Doing Tina, loved it. She killed it. What about you? I definitely agree. Miley was my performance of the night. Actually, the biggest moment of the night for me because it was so effortless the way she went up there. And I think that she's really found her footing as an artist and as a woman. You know, she's gone from a teen star pop sensation to like slutty urban R&B act to weird expressionist you know rock and roller to now just a well-rounded musician and it was i think that i think it was like the culmination of all of her experimentation on sunday night at the grammys that we saw she won her first ever grammy which i was shocked by yeah and she looked stunning and was yeah she won two grammys uh and she looked stunning and was graceful the entire time while doing it she gave you know, Mariah Carey, her flowers, no pun intended. And it was great just seeing her really, you know, she's in her bag now. She, and what I loved also was her fucking hair. It was trailer trash chic. Um, if you guys ever watched the show, it came on Apple TV. It was called Physical. We, we binge watched that shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing, great. She reminded me of the lady who was the main character with her hair, but it was just more teased and frizzy and crazy. It was very 80s. It's very 80s, very like mullet, mullet. It was whatever it was, it fucking worked and it's working for her. And I like Miley. I really do. I, I've always loved Miley, especially her voice. I think her tone is like one of the best. It's so gritty and distinct, but clear at the same time it's really hard to describe it but i've always been appreciative of it uh do you want to go over some of the winners yeah so let's see who was some well history history was made that night but who was also some winners yes so one of the big winners was victoria monet who won best new artist oh my mama Oh my hood. Yeah, a lot of people was rooting for her, including us, because she is an amazing artist that has definitely paid her dues behind the scenes. She's written pretty much all of the biggest hits for Ariana Grande. So Mama's Oh Mama's bag is good. No, yeah, she's 
going she's to be cool. fine. <laughs> she's cool. going to be fine. It's just good now to see her in the front, actually in the forefront. And okay. She's probably written songs for majority of the people that were in that at the crypto.com <laughs> arena. So that's why everybody in the stadium was turning up and standing on their feet because they know what she's about. Okay. Um, record of the year went to Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Now, I really, really like this song. It it broke records. It never really resonated that strongly with me. Yes, it's a bop, but I don't know. I think there were other songs in that category as far as Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. To me, that should have been song or record of the year. That shit was every fucking where. And it went crazy, but I was happy for Miley. I really was. Yeah, it was a really good look for Miley. I was super excited for her. Um, now, pop vocal album went to Midnight's by Taylor Swift, who had, you know, kind of an amazing night. <laughs> kind of, it was kind of record-breaking, so we literally can just go into that right there. So, album of the year. The big four categories at the Grammys is Best New Artist, Song of the Year, that goes to the songwriter. Okay. That went to uh, Billie Eilish. And then Record of the Year, that goes to like the performer, if they didn't write the song. Um, and that one went to... No, not that artist, Duncan. Uh, <laughs> that one went to Miley Cyrus. And album of the year. So those are the top four categories. Okay. And album of the year went to Midnight's by Taylor Swift, making this her fourth album of the year award that she has won in her career, making her the very first artist ever, ever. to win four album of the years. The last person, it was actually a tie, a three-way tie, <coughs> uh, Stevie Wonder, Taylor Swift, and... Not Michael. No, 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 not Michael. Uh, <clears throat> Rat Pack. Fuck, I forget his name. Just, um, Frank Sinatra? Yes. So those are the three that held that three-way tie. Now Taylor Swift is in a class of her own, having four album of the years. I have mixed feelings about it, but I would love to hear what you feel about it. I say, Tay-Tay, do your motherfucking thing. Keep your foot on these bitches' necks. Because she also was like, oh, and by the way, my album's dropping next month and I'm about to go post the cover art right now like say what you want about the girl I said this the girl has surpassed Michael Jackson and <laughs> that's not even a hot take <laughs> that's just what it is the girl has this this girl has the global world in her palm right now like you can't turn on the television and not hear Taylor Swift's name. Like the girl is. She's that girl. Um, now I do feel. Some people are upset behind things. Because Beyonce has won 32 uh, Grammys. And she's the most color decorated person. But she's never won an album of the year. I don't know what to tell you about that. Um, I just know Tay Tay do her motherfucking thing. Yeah, that's what I got. What say you? So, I am a fan of Taylor Swift. I did actually absolutely love the Midnight's album. But with that being said, I don't think that it is her best. And I don't think that it was album of the year. 
Now, if you look at actual numbers and how many weeks each of the albums that were nominated spent at number one on top of the charts, the award should have went to SZA for SOS. And I think that her album was actually the album of the year. It is as well, if not a little bit better lyrically than Taylor Swift Midnight's. And SZA writes all of her own music in the same manner that Taylor Swift does. My thing with giving Taylor her fourth album of the year, it just sets this precedence in the music industry. Yes, Taylor is that girl. And yes, she is very talented. But in my personal opinion, Taylor didn't do anything this year that Beyonce didn't do last year with her Renaissance run when they opted not to give Beyonce the album of the year. And I know that doesn't necessarily mean it, that shouldn't necessarily have anything to do with Taylor. It's just, okay, if we, because last year Harry Styles Yeah, Harry won last year, so that, that even would, But yeah. let me finish. Last year Harry Styles won, and a lot of people felt that that was the better album, even though Beyonce's album had more of a cultural impact. Now, I don't agree. I still, I know you felt Harry's album was... I, no, I felt Harry's album was strong, and I felt like if he won, I was like, I get it. I, mm -hmm. I, I get it, because his album was fucking amazing. But yeah, we can't take. I mean, not taking away from Renaissance, but it's just, it's 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 either either you like Tabasco or you like Cholula. But let me finish my point. So last year, you know, Beyonce, her cultural impact wasn't, according to the Recording Academy, deserving of Album of the Year. But this year, Taylor Swift's impact was because, in my personal opinion, the way last year a lot of people felt. Beyonce's album because it specifically was directed towards a you know like a specific type of per a group of people where yeah. Aries was more universal. I feel this year they're kind of backtracking that precedent they set last year and making it work in a different way for Taylor because I feel like SZA album is much better it's just much better on all fronts production wise lyrically she does everything that taylor does as far as writing a really great song but taylor's had more of a cultural impact especially with her tour okay so if we're picking the better album the way we did last year why can't we do it the same way this year the only difference is that it is taylor and like jay-z said in his rant on stage when he won the Dr. Dre uh, Wife Abuser Award. I don't know. <laughs> he said, you know, if you're going by the Grammys schematics that they set up themselves, it doesn't really make sense that the most awarded artist to have Grammys in the world ever in the history doesn't have at least one album of the year Grammy. To me, that really fucks with the legitimacy of how serious we should take these awards. And it really harkens back to, you know, artists that complain about how it's all political. I don't know. I just, me being a huge award show person, mm -hmm. I love them and I never want them to go away and I never want them to be devalued. So I think the Academy really needs to start looking at their legitimacy and I agree with Jay-Z. There's no, it, it makes no sense how the most awarded artist in 
the history of the Grammys, being nominated four times for Album of the Year, never won once. That so just, what, albums, what albums was she nominated for? Because, again, they may not have been as good as us, the people who she's in the category. I don't want to conflate this just because she's Beyonce, that she's supposed to get Album of the Year, just because she has 32, because she has 32 before different reasons. She has writing or whatever, and even some of those albums... That song or that record or whatever could have been great, but that whole album may not have been great. And I and I and I completely agree and understand that, and I feel the same way you do. And I'm not saying she should have won all four times, but she absolutely should have won for Renaissance. And there's no one in the world that can ever take that from me. <laughs> can never. No, 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 again, Renaissance and it's it's it was a it's a it's a hair for my it's a hair. Slip by the hair situation between Harry and her, and so I I get that I think, and for whatever reason that they want they chose Harry, so you know can you say can you say she was robbed? I can agree with that if she was robbed by not having Renaissance to be that album to get album of the year for that um, album she did. But to your to your point, saying that you don't believe that Beyonce should get it just because she's Beyonce, I don't think Taylor should get it just because she's Taylor. But do you think and that's what happened? Yes. Because again, Midnight's, a lot of people have argued, is her weakest album. It's her lowest selling album in a few years. Again, it's still so fucking crazy, but it is her, her weakest selling album today. And again... The albums that she was up against, Midnight's was up against. I just don't. I just don't think. So that it what was is the, the standard? Album. What is the the what? What are the criteria that they're looking for for albums? So if it's not based off of sales, it's not based off no. of the units move. So it's just based off of what opinions. It, it's all. And so then that's that. That's a subjective thing. And so I don't think people should take to heart or be so up in arms about it if that person doesn't get it or whoever wins because it's all a subjective situation. And I would I would agree with that if there wasn't a pattern, right? With those who have won versus those who haven't. And in my personal opinion, we are leaning towards celebrating white mediocrity. Take out how, you know, Taylor has has a, a, a huge fan base and how she's personally touched a lot of people and look at just the pure talent. You can't tell me out of all the winners that have won album of the year, the last time a black woman has won it has been since Lauren Hill, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. That was the last time you the can't tell me, though. you can't tell me that there has not been a black woman deserving and i'm not talking about just beyonce i'm talking about black women in general has not been deserving of an album of the year award since 1999 and yes that's 25 years and yes there have been a lot of black women nominated but none of them have won and the only black men that have won in the the last 25 years since lauren hill let's just i'll just start there one was Ray Charles, and they did it the year he died, just as a, you know, shout out, you the homie. Uh, and the next one was John Baptiste, which was last year. And that was only because white people love him. Because <laughs> I can't tell you one song that he has sung. Yeah, I don't know. His... He has great hair, beautiful gowns, great capes. 
Um, but yeah, that's just my rant. I just don't. I, I and I and I think it's because and and this will segue into one of our stories we have coming up. I I, I just I'm tired of black people having to work exponentially harder and being one black person that's working super hard right now just to get like a fracture of what is given to those that are white that do just as good or sometimes even less but do we really think it's do you think yes 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 and i'm just i'm just saying because again taylor isn't doing anything in my personal opinion that hasn't been done already she's not revolutionizing the music scene she's not revolutionizing guitar playing she's not revolutionizing uh lyricism she's definitely not revolutionizing being a vocalist like if this is the case why hasn't mariah carey won album of the year and she she's a no she's a better songwriter she's damn sure a better vocalist so it's like what what are we what are we using to gauge the song why because uh, why because taylor is like an easier acceptable all-american well, package no, that's the thing. i don't know i don't think it's that but i'm just trying to, I'm just what trying to see what i'm again that's why i asked the question of the measurement of again the criteria of what it is that they're looking for if it's just subjectively off of people's opinion like then mix up then they need to either mix up who the voting panel people are Agreed. and make it more looking like america <laughs> you know what i'm saying yes. um then if it, i don't know who's on the panel who's voting so that needs to be something that people can petition or want to get answers for but i think for me before i, I sit here and just say to co-sign what you're saying just well, okay it's it's a systemic racism or not saying you're saying that but just looking at it could potentially be something in that realm what are the facts? That's, I just need to know what are they measuring? How what are they using to measure to say this is the album of the year? And if it's just a bunch of older Caucasian folks in the room voting for this, then yes, there needs to be more diversity. If it needs to be an age range, there needs yeah. to be a cap of who can listen to or who's giving an opinion about the music. And people who like all genres of music, right? So that's just my taking my two cents on the situation but you know i don't i i don't i look at these award shows because the one they're entertaining yes like them but i don't take to heart or to have that most i don't have that much personal interest um yeah in the why and the behind yeah yeah. into it like as you do right yeah so um so that's that's what i have to say about that but it was a good show. It was. It, it was, was a good show. It, it was a good show. <laughs> it was a good show. And they, they said this was like the first Grammy people like actually watched. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't really fast forward too much of it. Just like country shit. That is very true. But we, we didn't watch primarily all almost all four hours of it. So it was a good situation. It was a good situation. And shout out to Celine Motherfucking Dion. Listen, the voice. The voice, the woman, the myth, the legend. All we needed was Whitney Houston. Someone posted on X. The Trinity of vocalist would have been two out of three of the Trinity. Mariah opened the show and Celine closed the show. Yeah. All we needed was Whitney. Rest in peace. We miss you, Nip. We we miss you, Nippy. But speaking of something being nippy, (laughs) baby, did you check out Monique on Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp? That chocolate thunder piece of thing. Now you're talking about Second, that's my second husband right there. He is, uh, I 
Okay. Yeah. I was going to say he's a handsome man, but I don't think he's that handsome. He's just, he has a nice, he has a great body. He's a, yeah, he's a, he's, he's, he's yeah. a butter face. I me. wasn't really like checking for him to what I was like, wait a minute, shit. Um, but yeah, he, his but yes, he's charismatic with he's his, like, he has a Southern charm. That's like, oh, you may not be able to read, but you are cute. <laughs> you know what? Um, <laughs> but yes, this interview, the interview with Monique, which was everything. Basically Monique just, it was really pretty much a cat wins part two. Mm-hmm. If you will, if you've been following Monique in her, I'm gonna say rants. Um, we already know the history, so of course Tyler Perry was brought up, Oprah was brought up, and Lee Daniels. But of course she mended fences with Lee Daniels, so that's a dead done deal. But you know, with Tyler Perry and Oprah, she's still you know calling out and speaking out about certain things and about Precious. And Precious was how long ago? But. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and say she has a, a, a grievance, you know, but she wants her due, however that man As looks she like. she deserves. <laughs> deserves. And I think she's pressing hard because apparently Tyler Perry lied and he apologized because he said he started the rumor mm-hmm. that she was difficult. There's a recording. You, and, and there's a recording. And yeah. Did we hear it before? Um, I I believe that we did. I, okay. I remember it being up on the internet. But All right. Well, yeah. So you know, and playing that, she's like, she just wants an apology for that, and to be compensated. Oh <coughs> yeah, be compensated. Excuse me, and all the other things. So you know, it was it was nice to see, um, Shannon just really stay calm and and really try to, um, understand her plight and and. She wasn't as entertaining as Cat Williams because she didn't. She didn't tell new shit or secrets about shit in Hollywood that we haven't heard before. It wasn't as salacious. It, it wasn't. Was, it was truthful and honest, but it, was. it wasn't as salacious. Yeah, and it was like okay, you know, and she maybe gave some little hints, uh, new uh, um, Easter eggs here and there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't too much. But it was. It was. It was worth the watch. What did you think about the interview? I absolutely loved it. I actually liked it more than the Cat Williams interview and I'll tell you why. Because yeah, I first told you you were like, uh, is it worth yeah, watching? No, exactly. but, I was yeah. like, I don't know. But then when I sat with it yesterday, all eight hours of it, it literally <laughs> is like a fucking avatar. It was a long ass interview. Yeah. But I will say Shannon Sharp is extremely charismatic and it makes me want to watch more of his interviews because yeah. he doesn't come across as an interviewer. It's almost like a conversation that you are just like a fly on the wall for. I think that's why so many people are like opening up to him so much. But for me, the interview was inspiring. Like her, you have to give her credit. She is standing on business. She is. She could easily let the shit go. But to her point, the lie that Tyler Perry made up about her cost her millions. Yes. And there's really no way you can put a quantifiable number on that because after people win Oscars they tend to move in an entirely different stratosphere it's like you can either go the action route and get a real bag or you go into you know more serious work and get more Oscars or more you know critical recognition and she got neither she literally got blackballed you didn't see her nowhere she was supposed to be cookie on empire she was supposed to be in the butler movie that oprah eventually <laughs> snatched from her like it was supposed listen, to listen baby open the queries you know how we get down oh, listen, listen i believe we- every word monique said
said about Oprah because we you are let me tell you something like you fucking Aquarius. What? Time, watch your mouth. I will. I will do no such thing. I will be honest and respectful as possible. But her, <laughs> Oprah, say telling her, I completely get your standpoint and see where you're coming from as far as not having, as far as having her brother on her show. But then turning around and showing up with her fucking mom, mom and her daddy, she was like, "Well, she said it was cool." <laughs> I, I, she didn't say she she didn't say nothing about not having her mom. So having her mom was cool. It was no, like that's, that was messy, boots. That's not Aquarius shit. That's that is shit. that is you. That's not don't do shit like you, Kenya, Oprah. <laughs> that's my birthday exactly, messy bitch. Kenya, Queen no. Messy and Bravo. But I I say that all in jest. I believed every word Monique said about Lee Daniels, about D.L. Hughley, about uh, Oprah. Oh, that shit. You see his response to that shit about Monique a liar and, and all these things and he how she how she outed his daughter's business of being molested out and, and he, he I think he wanna fight her. I think yes. he wanna fight that bitch. He yes. wanna fight the fuck out of Monique. But the thing that inspired me about her interview is speaking truth to power. It has, she made an amazing point that when you were younger, we were all told, tell the truth or you will get in trouble. Yes. Now it is, tell the truth and you will get in trouble. And that's with everybody, especially in the black community. We're so quick to be like, they ain't my business. I didn't see nothing. That has nothing to do with me until it happens to you. And then you want to rally the troops and be like, you know, I blame Rock Nation. I blame, you know, it's, it, it, you have, you see something, you say something. And when she brought up the Epstein thing, it really made sense. It was like a whole bunch of people knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. And didn't and didn't and say didn't anything. Because oh, some were participating in it. Yeah. And some were, were participating in it. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's facts. <laughs> that's factual information. But it's like, that's not okay. So how is it like it, it, you see something, you say something. I'm a firm believer in it. And it really inspired me to I don't know want to be a better person but I will say this to um and that's great for you that I love that perspective for you but DL said some shit I was like I kind of got to stand on him with his principle mm-hmm. it's like you so much of you know all my sugar babies my loves he said but you can't even hug on your sugar babies because of the fuck shit that you did and you're trying to be this person or this truth seller uh, truth sayer, but what happened with your relationship between you and your children, and why didn't you have that? And I'm like, tell it, because she she never she hasn't disclosed that information, mm-hmm. or she has. It's been minimal. We don't know the whole situation of yeah. that. That your your children don't fuck with you. Yeah, your first set don't fuck with you. What have you? So I'm kind of like, you know. I'll take what she says with a grain of salt. I believe her truth is her truth, and I'm not, I'm not disinvalidating anything she said and what she's experienced. But there are there's three sides to every story, you know. And just because you may have the loudest voice, don't mean that you are right because you have the loudest voice in the room. I, so, I can see that. I, can see that. <clears throat> I just think sometimes. So I think that I would love now. What I would love to see if you have her and DL or whoever she's beefing with in the room, and they got receipts. And they they do this shit like a Bravo reunion. I would love to see that. That's what I need to see. 
But the thing is, that'll never happen because when you're wrong, you're gone. You're not going to show up to the event. Well, see, my thing is, if I want you to stop fucking saying my fucking name, I'm going to show the fuck. Like, Aquarius, see, now this, I don't know, Oprah's a January Aquarius, so she she <laughs> should be with the shit. Like, bitch, stop saying my motherfucking name. But see, Oprah's like, I'm fucking Oprah, bitch. Yeah, I ain't yeah, worried yeah. about you. Which is another Aquarius trait. Like, I ain't fucking talking to you fucking peasants. Like, bitch, yeah. I'm up here. But at the same time, it's like, you keep running your motherfucking mouth about me and then you see what the fuck I'm going to do to you. But see, that's what you stand on when you know you're right. When you know you're wrong, you conduct yourself a little bit differently. And it's not so often you're wrong when it comes to your conviction. So that's why you can say this Ariana Grande style, uh, say it with your chest. <laughs> yes, yes, and. <laughs> but, you know, when you know you're wrong and when you have a recording documenting how wrong you are, well, you're just going to say, but yeah. from Tyler, yeah. you're just going to say, you know, let's... Uh, Let's just move past this. <laughs> you know, look at my new, look over there. Look at my new show, Girlfriends, Wednesday night. You know, it, yeah. it's, you're not gonna, you're not gonna really try to rattle the cage too much. But yeah, yeah, it, it was interesting. I, I think that do do we need to have another sit down Monique moment? No, no. We no. know we all know the story now. Unless Oprah or Tyler, is <laughs> unless there. they come and talk to yes. you and say something differently. We don't need to hear it again. Yeah, because she elaborated. I, I, I don't need to hear anything. We've else heard about it in the comedy special. We've heard it on several interviews. We heard it with your self-proclaimed lives. Like we, we get it. We heard it. We Are you it. going to go to the Monique Cat Williams tour? They're going out. On, Shut the fuck up, are they? They're going on tour. I'm here for it. I, I, I like Cat Williams. I, I've never had an issue with Cat Williams. I'm not gonna say I think he's homophobic. I think he's homo something. But I can appreciate him, um, just because of some of his like the some shit he's. I, I watch how people speak about certain things and don't talk to things. But um, I can support him, and I wouldn't mind seeing her. So yeah, the way I mean, I wasn't a fan of her last special. I didn't laugh once. I wasn't a fan of his last special. I didn't laugh once. But them going out together, oh, it's gonna be some shit. Yeah, my my spidey senses are tingling. It's gonna be. Some, oh, I'm here for the. Mess. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be messy. No, that's the queer. We here for the mess. We don't want to be in it. We just want to sit there with the popcorn, like that bitch Ava did. Have <laughs> 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 an elementary. Have <laughs> elementary, and just watch the popcorn, watch the drama unfold. So yes, we will definitely be there in attendance to that. Frangie, let us know if you guys are gonna go to the Cat Williams and Monique show because it will probably be something amazing. But we're gonna move on to another. <laughs> I guess you say celebrity. We did walk out in his concert um, because we did not want to see him. He was the headliner, and oh yeah, we did. We legit walked oh, we out totally on his. Oh, when he came, when he came on, we left because so Avant and everybody else. I everybody else was there. I completely forgot about Jay that. Holiday, Avant, um, the nigga special, the Chitlin Circle. Oh my God, Donnell Jones, that's my boo. Yeah, I'm like so many, but yeah, what's so when this artist by the name of Tyrese came out. We left because we're not too much fans of him. And now I'm really not a fan of his because he is um, denouncing his African-Americanism. Is that a thing? I guess I'll make it a thing. So Tyrese <laughs> recently went on a rant and I'm going to read a quote. He says, sometimes I wish I was born Latino. I mean, the Latin community is grounded in family, loyal Entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women literally represent the dream, the grind, the hustle, doing whatever it takes to stick together against all odds. If us in black culture were more grounded in these interior magical nuances, 
as nuances of us, we would be dominant. And then he goes on further to talk about the Muslim community and also the Jewish community. He was like saying he, he doesn't know how black people, how we lost our way. And he is trying to get people to affirm his thought process. So, husband, I have a question to you. How do you feel about Tyrese saying he wish he was born Latino? I think Tyrese is an idiot and has always been an idiot. I honestly haven't been a fan of his since the Coca-Cola commercial. Um, so basically from his statement, he was saying how other, you know, races and ethnicities and religions are tighter knit and more about family than black folks. And to that, I ask him, what part is he playing in further perpetuating that stereotype? Because honestly, he has... Multiple baby mamas. Hello. So if you and they all ain't black or they have black. So if you are wishing that you were born another race, you would still be doing the fuck shit that you're doing because, you know, wanting to stay with the mother of your children has nothing to do with race. It's more of a character trait yes. and. Your character trait isn't dictated on your race or your religion or if you're Jewish or if you're Latino. It has everything to do about you. Right. It's a lack of accountability for me. It's not him saying, you know, oh, I'm a little crazy or I'm a little neurotic or, you know, judging from his rants on Instagram, he may need some therapy, but he would still have those issues if he was fucking... Jose. So I'm just I'm just confused, but I'm not giving it too much energy because it is Tyrese and I give absolutely everything he says with a grain of salt because he is the epitome of like speak now, think later type nigga. Right. And that's all I gotta say about him. What say you? You black as midnight and you over here talking about you wish you were Latino. Now listen, I have every ethnicity in my family, everyone knows this. Black, Latino, Hispanic, Mexican, El Salvadorian, Asian, Caucasian, Palasian, all the shit. So there is not a racist bone in my fucking body. That being said, you there's nothing there's pride in everyone, every ethnicity should have pride in themselves and their community. Even Caucasian people have pride. Listen. You, just because your answer, you know what your ancestors did, you should still be having some type of pride about yourself, right? You can you, that's that's fine. I believe in that. But to denounce that your own race, like you wish you were born a different race because of you see a strength in someone else, and there's a definitely powerful fucking strength in the African American community, motherfucker. Our ancestors survived fucking slavery. You're talking about no no loyalty. And the integrity and all this shit, like they survived togetherness as people were taking stealing families away. And you had to unify and you're gonna sit here on some bullshit and say that because you a fuck nigga? Because you have issues with the woman you've chosen your fucking life. Hello? Because that's what your your dick decided to go in that vagina and fuck her life up or whatever the situation is. And 
I just fucking can't. So the audacity, sir. Again, you black as midnight, and I'm a fucking dark nigga, so I can say this shit. So you sitting here, your children are going to watch this, but you may think your children are better because they're mixed breed, because they're half breeds. So you may have this fucking idea, okay, well, my children ain't, you know, they got good hair or they like whatever. You have this fucking idea about some shit with your children, but that in itself lets me know that you have self-hatred in your heart for your own self and your own fucking people. Um, It's sad. It's really sad. I think that anyone who feels like their own ethnicity that they wish there was something else has is problematic and you want to know where that fucking comes from because that just doesn't make fucking sense and again to literally shit on black culture culture you were brought up in the culture that you fucking a part of and the history of the black struggle in america and for you to say some asinine shit like this like I've lost respect for the man again. Did you have it? <laughs> I had an appreciation for Tyrese again. Didn't want to see him in concert because uh, you know Sweet Lady is all I know, and maybe two other songs. It's Sweet Lady, <laughs> but and Fast Furious is all my that's my shit. But beyond that, like I I you know I don't respect. He has his opinion. I find problems with his opinion and his statement that he made um i just say start working on yourself because you there was some there was some issues with you and we all seen it unfold via the breakfast club and all your rants so work your shit out before you start talking and denouncing and talking frequently bad about a whole culture that you're fucking part of that you're a part of so that's all I have to say. But friends, you tell us your thoughts about Tyrese's controversial statements. Go to our IG page at Oh That's My Gay Friend and drop us a line in the comments or email us at Oh That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com and tell us how you feel about Miss Tyrese. Now, I'm not even going to do that. Um, no, I'm going to do it. Fuck it. Miss, Miss Girl. Miss Honey. <laughs> Miss Honey. Tell us how you feel about that. Um, so, on to wrap up this whole segment of. Grammys, there was some really breaking news that was dropped. A bomb was dropped, literally, not literally, but um, from one of the housewives. And we found out that Candy Bears Tucker is no longer a real housewife of Atlanta. She will not be returning for season 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Sweet 16 will not see Candy there. Now, Candy's been a part of the franchise since season two so she wasn't an og but i mean she damn near og i mean she from two to 15 like she is uh, the longest running housewife in bravo history she probably will forever hold that title because i don't see them (laughs) letting any other bitch last that long maybe kyle richards uh but and she didn't end the 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 gag of it the gag the bitch didn't eat the show no, she got she she candy is my fucking spirit animal spirit animal. She did the show for benefit to say, let me promote me. And why y'all gonna pay me? I'm gonna still promote me and my businesses businesses that we've seen on this show. Yeah. OLG gang blaze the plays multiple plays bedroom candy candy um candy cold at night candy sex dungeon. Um, 
tardy for the party. Like, can I go on? Do I need to go on? Can we just give the award to Candy? She's definitely utilized. She's that girl. This platform in the best way. It's possible. She made you realize, like, if you're in her orbit, you should be getting money. Yeah. That's how I feel about Candy. Yeah. It's, are you going to be sad to see her go? I am because people always talk shit. People be like, Candy, Candy need to take a break. Mm-hmm. We tired of Candy and her story, her mama, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's your fucking break, people. Okay, so let's see what the fuck the show does without Candy, and let's see how you're going to fucking miss her. Because also, the same people who were saying that shit was all the same people talking about Escape. Oh, she can't, she can't sing, but uh, do we know that she has the same amount of lead vocals as Latasha did? Okay, so let's, let's not do this to the girl. Because take Candy away, what you got? I will have to admit that I am excited now for Atlanta. Not because I'm glad she's gone. I just feel like... You know, whenever there is a major shakeup, and Candy leaving is a major shakeup because she has been a part of this show longer than anyone else. Correct. So taking such a dominant figure away is only going to bring in newness. And that show, especially after last season, needed a shakeup. So I am curious uh, to see how. Things are going to land, and we got. Um, I just look just now. Um, breaking news! Breaking news! According to Love B. Scott, Portia Williams and Kenya Moore to return for season sixteen of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, I knew Kenya was coming back. She told me, but Portia <laughs> did she? Tell her I said hey next time she calls. Like, Come on, we have a telepathic. Tell her I said hello. You know, no, serious. The funniest shit that this you know this is true tea. Kenya and I birthday are the same January 24th and my mother and Kenya's daughter what's the little baby girl name? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Birthdays are November 3rd. That's all I'm saying. So we have a telepathic relationship. Well there you go. Shout out to my girl Kenya. Well next time there's a new hire have her (laughs) tell you who it is. So those two ladies are coming back as the two anchors which Thoroughly excites me because I actually said on this podcast that I think the show should focus around the two of them and have their friends kind of round out the rest of the cast. Because honestly, everybody else from last season can go. All I all I need to see is Kenya, is Kenya and Portia and a bunch of new bitches and I'll be tickled pink. See, I don't want to see Portia. Let me tell you the reason why I don't want to see Portia. Portia stole someone's husband. Let's and that's even more that. of a reason to see. Yeah. Let's not forget. That is Let's reality not forget. gold. Portia stole someone's husband and now she's acting as if she did and she's now Mrs. Ubalagaka. So... I feel that I want that to be thrown in her face. I, I need, like, if you're gonna bring her back, we're gonna address some shit. Absolutely. And like, but but she's Portia was scapegoat some shit, and she's also I think she missed the limelight. I think she missed being well, yeah, in on television, on television. Um, but you know, hey, we'll see what happens. I was thinking because when Candy, because Candy left on her own accord, she wasn't fired. Absolutely, she was actually given a contract that she turned down. Yes, so she, let's be clear. But I hearing the hearing the fact that she left, I was like, oh, they're trying to bring Phaedra back because you know, say she would never be back on screen with that bitch Phaedra. According to the neighborhood talk, Phaedra Park says 
There's been some discussions about her returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Never say never. We'll see. There you go. You know, Andy, as soon as he got off the phone, as soon as he got off the phone with Candy, he was like, auto dial. Because he got Phaedra probably (laughs) saved in, in his contacts. Yes. She's probably like number four. He pushed number four and was like, Fei-Fei. Because one, I, I know he's probably upset that he blew his wad with Married to Medicine because she's an absolute flop on that show. Absolutely. So I know he's probably like, damn, we jumped the gun too soon. We should have just held out a little bit longer because that would have been, now that would have been the gag. Is that if, would have. You know, we don't hear from Phaedra this entire time. And then all of a sudden we have Phaedra, Kenya, and Portia coming. Yeah. Woo! Like literally, <sighs> All they need is Cynthia, and this will be perfect. But <laughs> but they'll make it work, because she's not working on Merit to Medicine. That entire show is going to need a revamp next season. So they'll easily pull her from there to work with women that she actually you know knows and have relationships with and history with. So I'm excited. Well, you be excited. I'm... <laughs> I don't know what... Because it can't be worse than Sanya and fucking Marlo. Let's be honest. <laughs> well... Bring Marlo back because Marlo just for the fashion. As a friend of, <laughs> she don't need a peach. She don't know. She don't know what to do. She don't know how to handle herself. Yeah, if everybody else is giving pink slips, they drew the door. Take your pink slip. You and Ralph, y'all go. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, well that's this is not the reality roundup, people. This is still first hot topics, but we're just talking about Candy leaving the housewife. So we will not be talking about Miss Candy Barris Tucker any longer except for the shit that she's doing on her own accord but let's talk about um our favorite segment at this point which is have you ever wondered why and this question was brought because of some leakage that happened and not from the ceiling because it was raining but the leakage from the internet um so have you ever wondered why celebrity nude photos aren't as appealing or they don't really hold up to the excitement that you think that you with, are going to see it with a celebrity, right? So, case in point, everybody knows the Champagne Poppy photo was leaked this week. That's Mr. Drake. Um, I'm about to say Studio Girl, but that's Trey Songs. Uh-huh. Um, Drake penis post uh, pictures were self leaked. I'm gonna say self because allegedly, <laughs> because I don't think the nigga like I saw that there was a like a gay boy or something. He's like wanting to sue this guy because he's saying he leaked the photo. So. We don't know, but either way, they were on X, Twitter, Instagram, all around the fucking world. I I saw a, a still shot of it. Did you see the video or the? Or I the saw the video, of, the clip of it. So, well, yeah, the clip. It's not a video. It's literally a yeah. So like, okay, you know, are right, you got no peace? But <laughs> what's really funny? Well, what did you think about the video? Let's I think people, if you are not hard. Do not document your penis. Like, if you're on the way there, just don't click record or take the picture. Because in the actual clip, it's like a slinky. It's just, it's he's not erect. He's like semi. I don't even say semi. Because okay. it, it was just, it was giving slinky. It, no, what it was slinky. giving was the inflatable, <laughs> the inflatable. Uh, I kept seeing that yes. little thing emoji going. I was like, why are people saying they're doing that shit? Yes, at like when you go buy a car, the inflatable, like the car salesman when they put out the little inflatable dummy. Yeah. That's exactly what it was giving. It's big, but like nobody wants to fucking see a lasso. <laughs> like this ain't the rodeo. Like <laughs> what he said, Riley, like a rodeo. 
Did he? Oh, that's not him. That's another song. <laughs> his song is um, what's his uh, shake that ass for me? That's um, I don't know. That ass over. Shake that ass for me. Yeah, the, yeah, that new, new shit. But either way, I could have done without it. But here is a take from a gentleman on TikTok, and he talks about the heterosexual normative of heterosexual man. I'm saying heterosexual in quotes because he said that um. Women should have been all, all across his timeline with this Drake dick leak photo, but he had more straight man comments. So let's take a listen. Drake's Canadian bacon and the whole internet been talking about it. Well, not the whole internet, mo- mostly straight men. Okay, I I woke up to text messages from my my hey, did you see Drake's dick though? Like, hold on, brother. First of all, six a.m. in the morning. Like, men have actively sexually appropriated male celebrities' nudes now. Cause, cause it is, women were supposed to celebrate today. My timeline should have been females talking about, oh, I'm moist. Drake, let me have it. But it's been men talking about, hey, Drake, he kind of packing. Like, what are we talking about? Drake got a song called "Girls Want Girls." He need to do a remix and change the name to "Boys Want Drake." Cause that's the, cause y'all y'all showed out today, men. I've been saying this for the longest. Men be the biggest groupies of all time. Yeah, y'all be trying to make like the girls is thirsty. Y'all showed your thirst today. You want some Gatorade? You're thirsty. Some. <laughs> I found that video to be hilarious because a lot of time it is straight men who are just uh, you know thirst trapping it and doing more gossiping than the gays and the girls. Very true. So, friends, you tell us what you think about if you did see Drake uh, Canadian Bacon. Tell us what you think about your thoughts of it. Um, go to our IG page or hit us up in the Gmail. And so we're going to take a break right now and come back with the reality roundup. BRB. All right, we are back with the reality roundup and we are going to start things off with Beverly Hills. Yes, yeah, so we see the ladies are still in Espanol at Spain and they're getting ready for Mercer or Mercy Mercer Merce Merce uh, Sutton's friend. They're going to go and spread his ashes somewhere around um, Spain, the, Spain uh, by the ocean. Yes. Cake uh, by the ocean. They're going to spread his ashes in the ocean in which in true Sutton fashion hilarity ensues right because um so she has all the girls wear like a, a flower wreath around them and so she wants the girls to set an intention of releasing something to let something go and so all the girls have you know the flowers around them and so Sutton's out there and Sutton you know starts to give some um words of how her friend meant what her friend meant to her but then the bitch fucking lost me. She did some shit that I was like, her fucking friend should come and fucking haunt her ass. So Sutton made this about her as she's spreading her her friend's ashes. Has everyone here? The camera crew is there, and she's like, "But this is for Merce. But this is really about my daddy and my father and the connection." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Right? I was. My mouth was to the fucking floor. What did you think about the situation with Sutton making this about her and her situation more than her friend and spreading his ashes? I you uh, you were visibly feeling a certain type of way when this happened. 
And to which I ask you, like, have you not been watching the show since Sutton has been on? She makes everything about her all of a sudden. Like, she makes... It's all about Sutton with Sutton. I don't know if you've been asleep these past seasons and you're just now awake this season, but this is who she is and who she's always been. <laughs> I just did not know to this fucking degree. We had other people distracting. So the fact that she's now... They're trying the, the fact that she's now almost to LVP status. Like they're trying to put, they needed an old. She's an anchor. anchor. She's an anchor. Yeah. And so that's who LVP, LVP was. You guys know who LVP is, Lisa Vanderpump. So now the fact she's taking that place is like, wait a minute, because we're in a whole other fucking country, and. You are literally spreading your friend's deceased ashes, but you're making it about you and your father. And I said, I wish a motherfucking bitch would, because I would hunt the fuck out that hoe. Well, I mean, she is trying to make a correlation to herself, because at the end of the day, she is the one on the show, not Merce. So I guess she felt she needed to. Well, Merce's family should be fucking upset. Some, you think so? I mean, justice for Merce. Like his friends, somebody needs to be like, where this hoe at? Because she, it's just, it's just wrong. And then when she released the ashes, they flew on to all the girls. Uh, well, mainly Garcelle. <laughs> Garcelle's back. And it was like, what the hell? But, you know, moving forward, the ladies all released their. Um, emotional baggage, I would yeah. say. That's the best way. Garcelle released, you know, feeling like a bad mom. Kyle released hating Mauricio. Hating Mauricio. Kyle released Mauricio. That's pretty much uh, Erica released her anger with the ladies specifically, of, yeah, of this group and not supporting her or being there the way she needed them to be with the whole Tom Girardi situation. Mm. So what do you think about Erica? Tell me your thoughts about that. How do you feel her attitude towards the ladies, especially the fact that she didn't get the uh, she didn't get the recognition she wanted from the ladies? Do you feel like she's right in her her approach and her opinion or what? I think her opinion is valid, but it is it goes back to earlier in the season when she met with her therapist and her therapist was like, you just need to be more empathetic. And she was like, what's that? It is just a different perspective. I don't think the ladies were ganging up on her just because she's her. I think the ladies were ganging up on her much to Garcelle's point. They just wanted her to display more empathy, especially on camera. Like, I think that is truly what it boils down to. If Erica acted the way she did privately, I think they would have conducted themselves a lot differently. But because they are in her circle and she was acting in a way that they felt was very... It, it just lacked empathy towards the victims. That's why they were so up in arms because they didn't want to be associated with that. They didn't want to go down with that ship. Got it. And I think that Erica is looking at it from a different standpoint. Like, hey guys, the judge said I was right in wanting to keep these earrings while the girls are. And Garcelle specifically said this. If you are, if you are mad or feeling a certain way, all we did was just hold up a mirror to you. So that's your stuff <laughs> like that that that's a you thing basically yeah. is what garcelle said and i feel the same way like it's honey baby girl 
Well, I just I just think the earring situation and them harping on it was just crazy because it's like, listen, she was like, "This money, Tom had money." Now, Tom did some fuckery shit. That's fine, but we don't know what what money separated for what situation, right? And so she's saying, like, listen, let the let it play out in court. Let it play out in court. She didn't do the shit to the people, you know. what I'm saying so. I I, I completely support Eric. I understand Aaron Gate. You know, Here, you can take this. So, no, no. oh, I, I just handed you my glass of champagne <laughs> because I'm starting to feel it. All I had to eat today was a bag of trail mix, <laughs> and I went for a three mile walk. Got it. So you and got it. I'm good. I'm good because again, only thing that's in my system is a little bag of trail mix and. And we have somewhere to go. We got things to do. Well, listen, you, you have the you have the Dorit diet. You know what I'm saying? It's yes, and I will be out. Oh, <laughs> like you have night. the Erica Jane because Erica that one night in, in Spain last episode she was completely drunk. Yes, so it was not. Nice. I'm not trying to be drunk where we're going. <laughs> um, but moving on. Yes. Yeah, so later on, the ladies end up going to dinner and they have a flamenco. They all have to wear red, and Kyle, of course, has to be unique and different. And she has some kind of tangerine, yeah. which it looked red to me at certain times. No, but no. When she was with the ladies, you saw the difference. Yes, but you know, um, it's like a burnt orange. That yeah, and they they basically have dinner and just talk more about the day that happened earlier. But it was nice to see them. Um, have a peaceful lunch, and even Crystal and Anne Marie, like Anne Marie, to have a, uh, a situation. But there was a hot take that someone had mentioned. Uh, um, a friend of the podcast had mentioned about. Okay, yeah. So we had a friend of the podcast reach out to us on our Instagram. Oh, that's my gay friend, and asked specifically if you were trolling all of us by being an Anne Marie fan. Me be a troll? And how dare you? To my and to this friend's credit, I am wondering that as well because she's kind of a trash bag person. So how is Anne Marie a trash bag person? What the fuck did she do to y'all? She's thirsty. How? How? I where? She's trying where? to establish herself as a housewife. They have given. But she's this going woman. about it the wrong way. But what housewife? As as housewives fucking do. She's playing to the formula. No, you're gonna say Ramona and all them, the, the, and Dorinda. The, you think Dorinda fucking Blue Ridge Lake or some shit? What's the fucking how she Blue Ridge Manor? No, no, the no. The crazy no. shit that she fucking do, and y'all sitting here upset at Anne Marie because she asked about the bitch throat because she's saying medically that can't be possible. No, what you are negating is the way that she decided to come into this group by harping. We're not talking about the crystal situation. We're talking about the way she literally tried harping on Sutton's, literally Sutton described what was happening with her in a conversation she was having with Kyle that had absolutely nothing to do with Anne-Marie. But the fact that this remotely was in the ballpark of a medical diagnosis to which she is in the medical field. So she inserted herself just to remind us all that she has something to do with the medical field. How would you like to her to induce herself? <laughs> hey, this is my husband. These are my kids. This is my life. Mm-mm. This is what I do. No. Not Sutton, 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 Sutton. Literally how you every get season two. No, it's truly not. How it you is. get a season two is 
by providing story and having natural conflict. There was nothing natural about the conflict that she had with Sutton because Sutton wasn't checking for this. It's bitch. not conflict. It's just a fact to say it like you can't have a small esophagus because I'm in the medical field and I know that not to be true. The end. Like, but no, but that, it wasn't. But it wasn't. That can be proven. It again. wasn't the end. It would be different if she said what she said and it was the end. Anne Marie dragged. It wasn't even a storyline because Sutton wasn't part of it. It wasn't a back and forth storyline. It was literally just Anne Marie going to whoever had a fucking ear attached to their head. As all the other housewives have done with everybody else in their story, Lisa Rana. But it's been good story. It's but, been good so, story. Okay, so, it it's because, been, so because it was a, a esophagus and not someone's husband. No, cheating, no, that's the difference. Because it wasn't another party engaging. Usually, no, when there's other bitches engaged and no, shit. Talk been. about shit about no, them. It has been like when Crystal came on the scene, your ugly leather pants. Crystal gave Sutton the business, and and Sutton was giving Crystal the business. There was a back and forth. There was a a trading of energy. Literally, Anne Marie was talking to these bitches, and everybody was like, "Why do you care?" <laughs> like literally, everybody was like, again, "Huh?" She has to <laughs> because she's thirsty. She's parched. She's dehydrated. <laughs> she needs medical attention. She needs. Medical grade hydration. <laughs> she needs a drip. That's what she needed. Well, listen, she's she's clearly got the girl. She got y'all riled up. So therefore, she's no. doing what she's she's doing what she did what needed to be done. She doesn't have us riled up. To hold, you have us riled to hold up. The, 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 the diamond. You I'm and your Delulu land have all of us riled up. We're concerned no. for your betterment. We need to. I'm trying to let you know that she is. She's doing. She's playing the game. She's she is trying to establish herself to say they have to justify why is she holding a diamond. Hey friends, don't send a welfare check to her home. I promise he's fine. My husband is just a troll. He trolling. literally I'm likes getting trolling. people. He's a contrarian that likes to get people riled up. Don't take him seriously. No, I say what people. I say what's on my mind. And I yeah, say, don't say what people. And some people think the no! same. Thing I'm thinking. Who said that? Listen, I I have always been a man to to walk to my own drop my own beat. I give two shits, but I'm saying it's not, I'm not trolling. I'm just saying I appreciate Emery establishing herself and this franchise, um, the way she did because again she has to justify why she's holding a diamond. So that's all. But we appreciate the feedback, friends. But you know, hey, um. This is why we love our podcast. It's interactive. You guys have something to say. We'll address it. And yes. we'll go back to it. We so, love our friends. Uh, we before do. we move on completely from this franchise, I saw the seating chart for the reunion. All right. So let's talk about it. So let's talk about it. To the right of Andy. we Now, we all know. So, sorry. Give a little history. Okay. So we all know the seating chart is like the a hierarchy. Um, it's the creme de la creme. Like to say your importance in this um this uh, franchise, mm-hmm. what what your what what stake you have? What's your position? Yes, okay. And the closer you are to Andy, means the closer the, higher the hair, higher the guy. Better your story was for the season. Now to the right of Andy, we have Kyle first seat Richards. Of course, the girl doesn't know a placement other than being <laughs> next to Andy. Next to to the right of Kyle, we have Erica Jane. Second seat, baby. She usually keeps that spot warm. She keeps that, yeah. Last year, she was in the front, because clearly. Uh, next to Erica is Gar- is Dorit. Okay. Next to Dorit, bringing up the rear, the caboose, Anne-Marie, your girl. She's barely. Really, that's fine. That's one fine. cheek on the couch, one cheek 
on the unemployment line. Um, great thing she has a day job. Keep, keep, Listen. keep it, girl. <laughs> keep it, girl. That's all I'm gonna say. Don't give the hospital your <laughs> two Don't weeks. Give two weeks. <laughs> Don't give the hospital your two weeks. Yeah, she married somebody. She's good. Uh, to the left of Andy, drum roll. <laughs> we know who it is. Sutton Strack. Of course. First chair, first, first year time. being in the first, first chair. So, Mama's earned it. She's paid her fucking dues this season. <laughs> if she wasn't, the gays are going to revolt. Next to Sutton is her BFF, Garcelle. And next to Garcelle is Crystal. I personally wish they would have switched out Crystal with Erica, and that would have been the ideal. No. I, that would have been the ideal no. side of the couch. You can't, because you, you can't have Crystal and, and Emery arguing the same side. True. So, it's so you have True. to know. And, and also, they're in, in, so it's, it's, it's leveled. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I yeah. I think that this seating chart is probably the best. It, it makes sense. Reunion. It makes sense. It's seating like, chart. It, I've it seen literally years. makes sense of who was who, and the the importance in your stature in the franchise. It makes complete sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. I have zero notes no, for no. this reunion seating, yeah. and I usually always have notes. And what the funny part is, the really the two people, the two bitches who are really kind of the. Um, the moving pieces to ship and shape this are in the second seat, which is Garcelle and Erica. Yes, I think everything is everything perfect. really between them two moving shit, like they are the ones who are the anchors and like making this show what it is. I think that Kyle and Sutton are currently the anchors, but Erica and Garcelle are the movers, if that makes sense. I think they're the I think they're the face piece. I don't think they're anchor. I think that I think that they Garcelle and Erica hold more weight than those other two. But you know, agree, disagree. Agree yeah. to disagree. We usually do. We always do. So that's how marriage works. But we're gonna move on, take a flight to the East Coast and go to Housewives of Potomac. And see what these heifers were talking about, which was much of nothing, really. This was kind of a filler episode. Well, this is a filler season. We start <laughs> with Giselle, Ashley, Robin, and Mia, or as I like to call them, the loser squad. <laughs> the loser squad. Looking at fabrics. Are they blazed and confused? Yes. Okay. They're looking at fabrics to discuss what will be uh, Giselle and Ashley's defunct clothing line or athleisure line because it's only a matter of time before it's on uh sheen or before the doors are closed on that shit let's see it's gonna go the way of every hue let's just <laughs> let's just say that uh we start with him basically talking shit about the other squad right in the fabric store <laughs> in a fabric store thank you mood right um it's interesting because they were talking about coochie sweat. And so ladies out there, I don't know nothing about coochie sweat, but apparently when you work out, they want to make sure that they have some type of lining for the JJ area so it's not coochie sweat. Listen, I am very well endowed in the derriere area. Very much so. And I get ass, ass crack sweat. Like I, when I, It's embarrassing when I sit on like the machines and i get up it's like the steam like my ass just holds so much heat because it's a beautiful because it, it's a lot going on back there so i can only imagine a vagina <laughs> how much steam must be permeating from the front i can only imagine so yeah so the 
we'll sit with that for a second. No. So, <laughs> so yeah, so they they talk about some shit in the store, and I mean it's much of nothing about um, Karen's invitation to Surrey County because mm-hmm. you know the ladies felt or Giselle felt the way about the shit, and Mia did too. But we'll find out later on. Mia and Karen gonna have some words about her invitation that she sent to the ladies because they felt it was just disrespectful. Like how how dare you? See me invitation and expect me to be somewhere within twelve hours, which is understandable. I will say that I'm a I'm a Karen Stan. You're a Karen. I'm a I'm a Karen Stan. I'm a Karen Karen. Okay. But anyone sending me a last minute invite, thank you. But it's going to be a thank you. But thank you. But no. yeah, it's not going to be a yes and. It's going to be a thank you. But <laughs> and then we move on to NECA. And then we move on. <laughs> and then we quickly <laughs> move on. I don't give a shit see, about NECA. Listen, ass. okay, real part. quick. To me, NECA gives Amory energy. How do you see it? How in the hell? Who left the gate open? How in the hell you gonna even? How did you fix your mouth to say such lies? Because and deceit. Because of this podcast. In the same manner that Amory tried to hitch her caboose to the Sutton train, NECA is trying to hitch her caboose to the Wendy train. You're coming in. Trying to manufacture a beef with an established housewife to make a name for yourself. They're doing the exact same thing. And I don't understand how you can't see the parallels. Because Anne-Marie is not a beef. She's just talking about something that is a factual thing that can be proven medically in medical books. No. That can be proven in medical books. She's just saying, like, if someone... if. In your profession, if someone is talking about something, you know that to be untrue, you're going to correct that. That's what Amory is doing. NECA ass over here is trying to start some Ebo Ebo shit. She's fucking up her. She's fucking with the tribe shit. She on some bullshit on that. Now, you know, I don't fuck with Nigerians like that, but she doing some way out shit. Talk about your mama putting my name uh, to to sacrifices and what to um what that's like was it um an Al- idol the altar the altar putting your name to the altar that's completely different and also because they have friends in common it's beef and sister cousin beef or sister friend whatever beef is going on that's the difference so that's why I can't Neka for me can go. She wasn't needed for this franchise. To me, they are the same birds of the same ball-headed, flockless, featherless, uh, the the same ball-headed, featherless flock, in my personal opinion. Okay. But continuing on with Potomac. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we saw Neca and the house is undone. You know, she... And it's all white. Jesus, it's all white. I can do it all white. That's fine. I love everything. But I hate rich poor. That's what I hate. And what if you guys don't know what rich poor is, it means that you have this amazing grand house or what have you, whatever, right? And the outside looks amazing. And then inside you have uh, blow up beds and folding tables as your decor. But you do know as... And there's nothing else. Yes. As but you do know as a homeowner, it takes months it now takes time. to but get you, furniture. But... 
Custom made furniture. But when you are presenting to the world, you that girl and you are that lawyer and your husband's blah 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 blah. Bitch, you should have had all that shit done. You should have had. You should have. You should have had a decorator. The before you moved into that house, it should have should have been furnished head to fucking so. Since you that fucking girl, right? Since you always will say you're that bitch. Blah blah blah. Well, then be that bitch and have a fucking decorator come into your house, have all that shit done before you have the cameras to show what the fuck you got. Okay. So if you want, if you want to be that girl, be that girl. If not, let's not do it. You know what I'm saying? So moving forward, we then move on to Happy Eddie, <laughs> we rolling, our event. oregano rolling event. <laughs> yes, because we find out that Happy Eddie, you know, he was given the name by uh, the Muppet um, that said that he was, you know, trying to flirt with him. He has capitalized. He's going into the we business now. Someone threw some Sade and said. He is the the most available lawyer Mia. ever. Mia said that shit. Um, and he's going into the weed business, which is, is very lucrative. And they're having a weed, rolling, a weed rolling class. But apparently, I don't know if it was due to the cameras or the um, jurisdiction in, in Maryland. If, if the licensing wasn't all there, but they had to roll oregano and partially. They couldn't roll yeah. actual marijuana. So... The ladies, it's funny because it, how much ladies on this show actually probably smoke or engage with the cannabis? I think all of them. Probably all these, yeah. And, all of them. Yeah. So it was, it was really interesting how they were disappointed that they couldn't get high. Right. <laughs> and at this event. But what I had a problem with is whether we're beefing or not, if I extend, if I extend an invitation to you, Giselle, and you show up to my events, even if my husband extended to you, and y'all may you may talk to him, but you don't speak to me. You at least need to fucking acknowledge the person who invited you. Yes, you at do. the minimum to say hi, thank you. And but when you just blatantly don't say shit, that lets me know you are panini pressed, and I'm still in your, I'm living in the I'm living rent free in your fucking head, and you well, can't handle it. It's Giselle Queen pressed, but. What I hate and why I think that Potomac needs producers, they went on because Wendy brought this point up and was like, Giselle didn't even say hi. Right. They went on to show all the times Wendy did not speak to Giselle. They literally did like a flashback of But it wasn't things. Giselle's event. Exactly. And to my point, exactly. That's my point. It is a clear and distinct difference that... The producers, for whatever reason, they are obsessed with Giselle and they are up her ass. I don't know if she knows secrets about these producers. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, they're secretly related to Giselle. But this bitch can do no wrong in their eyes. And I am tired of it. It's the pretty girl syndrome. I, I can say exactly what it is. It's the pretty girl syndrome. It's I'll the buy light that. skin, yes. green eyed situation. And they're caught up in that. And so. That's just what it is. But we see Karen show up with reverse slavery, which I love this for Karen. Because Karen always have a white boy with her. Or white. The same white boy. <laughs> the same blue-eyed white boy. I was like, this, is this reverse slavery that's going on here? Like, I don't think he get paid. I think he just, you know. For experience. He's getting experience. <laughs> internship with Karen all the goddamn time. But, you know, the event was a success, to say the least. But we didn't have some mess with Mia and Karen. And 
I was confused about what. How did this start? I it because Karen didn't initially invite Mia to the first draft, the first round draft of invites to Siri County. Right. Okay. And then that. when she invited the entire group, Mia declined because again it was twelve hours before they were supposed to leave, and I guess Karen felt a certain type of way about that. Why? I honestly don't know. And this was the first time I actually saw Karen in a different light. It's like, girl, okay, so you're... Because I've never felt that Karen self-produces in the same way that Giselle does. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, in this moment, I felt like, okay, Karen, you're just trying to start she's a trying. moment. But see, Karen also thinks that because she brought Mia in that she's supposed to bow down to me all the fucking time and like, you're, like supposed to be you're supposed to be grateful that I brought you into this into the fold and that's just not cool now I will give NECA this and mark my words on this February 9th 2024 I'm giving the broad credit because she did walk into the event and she told Wendy thank you for the invitation yeah and that's a classy motherfucker I, I, she gets points for that because i that's how you show that you were a true fucking adult yeah and you move the fuck and someone invites you to something you just again you cannot fuck with them but it's saying hi thank you i acknowledge that you invited me i'm here thank you and keep it fucking pushing yes and that to me that is an adult that when is Giselle an adult. did with some bullshit Yes, and I don't. I can't. I can't co-sign for that. I can't co-sign for majority of the shit Giselle does. So, <laughs> so, but we'll find out. Um, Neca also wanted to invite Wendy to a sit down, and so we find out next week if that actually happens. Uh, which, it, spoiler alert, it does, but we don't know how it's beneficial. <laughs> spoiler alert: <laughs> I what, don't think it is. <laughs> it is because Wendy says. You don't want peace. You don't. And, and she as walks walk, off in her oh, Chanel. In her tweeted Chanel she has. You don't want You don't peace. want peace. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's pretty much wraps up Potomac, no, that you is guys. Because there was nothing else really happening with these broads. That it. So let's go ahead. Oh, besides uh, Mia and G. But, you know, we'll find out more shit about that. Well, we know how that ended. So <laughs> who gives a shit? So, yeah. So let's go ahead and take another trip to a different... Network, and we're gonna talk about. No, we're staying on the same network. Oh shit! But we're, we're just going trip to down south. Then, oh, bad. We're gonna get on the PJ and go to Atlanta to Marriott Medicine, or get on the PJ and go to Hilton Head because that's where the mess is at, baby. That is where all of the mess is at, and we pick up with everyone essentially getting ready, all the couples coming together and meeting at Simone's house to get on the bus. Except for two couples. Get on the bus. Jackie, her husband, Heavenly, and her husband are MIA. So Simone Not calls. Dr. Damon Daddy. Dr. Damon Daddy is Dr. Damon gone. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Simone gets on the phone, on speaker in front of everyone, and calls. Who does she call first? I think she calls Heavenly first, she right? She calls Heavenly and say, where are you guys at? And Heavenly's like, I ain't doing this shit because Jackie ain't doing this shit. It ain't right. Bye. Pretty yep. much. So Simone calls Jackie and Jackie gets on the voice, shaky voice, sound like Michelle from Destiny's Child. You're not going to do this to my Michelle. And Jackie's basically like, if Curtis don't want to go, <laughs> I ain't going. And Simone, you know, tries to reason with her. And 
at the end of the conversation, Dr. Jackie says, I'll call you back. <laughs> so, she did. I'll call you back. She was, Mama was, was a little crying. emotional. Mama was, was a little emotional. They were going through it in that household. Now, what I didn't appreciate and like is because Toya, y'all know how I feel about Toya, so I'm going to keep it cute. Miss, uh, what's Eugene's last name? Oh, I don't know. Harris. Miss Harris, I'll, I'll prefer to her as that. Miss Harris, um, had issue with with heavily not being there, and like, well, you are, you know, why is she breaking up the group and and blah blah blah. It's like, shut up, shut <laughs> up, just shut the fuck up. Like, you ever see somebody you just talk? You were like, shut the fuck up in your head, but you can't say it out loud because it will cause a problem. Yeah. I've been there several times, but anyway, um. But we cut to the people take a four-hour ride to Hilton Head. And as they are, you know, once they find their room assignments and all that good shit, who comes walking up out of a private car? No one other than Dr. Jackie Curtis, Dr. Heavenly, and Dr. Damon Daddy. They're walking up as the people are sitting on the porch and having about to have a... Um, Crab boil, crab boil, or shoot seafood boil. And my first thought was, these motherfuckers took a plane. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they took a flight and was like, fuck that four hour shit. I'll be there in two and uh, 45 minutes and let's keep it pushing. That's exactly what they did. I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this was all a ruse just so they could <laughs> take the jet, uh, take a plane and they didn't have to withstand that road trip. Right. So, what did you think about Heavenly and Simone getting into it? Because now they're, they're everyone's here now, so mm-hmm. we're here. But they voiced their opinion about Heavenly not supporting the group and the friends and trying to make a divide. Do you think that was appropriate what they were saying, or you think it's some bullshit? Okay, hot take. But I agree with Heavenly because she never once said that Simone was wrong in picking. The place in Hilton Head. She said Simone was wrong that after she told the group where they were going and Jackie expressed how she felt mm-hmm. and the significance of the location, that Simone was wrong for not changing the destination. Correct. Correct. Okay, come to on. To which now. I completely well, agree with Come on, preacher. Come on now. Like come on it, now. It, it would have been nothing to find another... They could have gone to Savannah. They could have gone to any other... Pl- there are so many places that they could have... Buffalo Wild Wings shit. They could have- so many places they could have gone to once Jackie expressed to her longtime friend... Of 20-some plot years, which Simone always loved to point out. The significance. I think, I think Heavenly is being nothing other than a supportive friend. Now, we did talk about this. And someone said that Heavenly is being Jackie's mouthpiece. Because oh, Heavenly is, uh, you said, because <laughs> Heavenly is saying everything that Jackie wish she can say. Yeah, because, because of her persona, she's not going to say it. But Heavenly don't give two fucks, so she's going to say it. Yeah, because it was a moment. I think it was you that asked, like, why is, or, or, or something along the lines of Simone doesn't like how loyal. Jackie is to Heavenly and I said oh well it's easy because Jackie and Heavenly's relationship is a much more 
convenient, beneficial transactional relationship than Jackie and Simone. Because Jackie gets from Heavenly the bulldog. She can tell Heavenly things personally on the phone at night, girl talk. Right. Uh, The real grievances that she has that she can't act on because she's the aka she's the per she's the matriarch of this show right. she's perfect jackie and heavenly can handle her light work and cuss bitches out for jackie and what heavenly gets from jackie is the cachet of a very well-respected high esteemed accomplished doctor not saying that heavenly isn't one herself but yeah. heavenly is a ghetto bitch but also but <laughs> also to that point heavenly also gets dr jackie to to co-sign her site and get people to try to understand you know heavenly is smooth her. out the edges she smooths out the yes. edges for heavenly exactly. so it, it is yeah it is a reciprocal reciprocal type of relationship that yes. they have yes um but The bit sweet tea tried it with Miss Jackie. Oh, she tried it. Now she it. tried it at the table, and Jackie's like, "You want to put me in the hot seat, like baby? Let's like put Jackie, me in the for what?" Jackie specifically said with a smile on her face and pure AKA form, "Are you trying to make me uncomfortable?" Oh, but she read the bitch down. She read her down boots. I want to say, I want to say it verbatim. She said. I'm always in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat every day. When I see a mother die from trying to give birth, I'm in the hot seat because I couldn't give birth to my own child. I'm in the hot seat because of blah, blah. She read that bitch down. That was fit. a read. That was a read. That was a Kojic. Yeah, that was a very. Prayer cloth on the knee. That was a church crown with feathers. Mother of the church yeah. read, baby. Yeah. She read that boots down. And little to, to the point, Sweet Tea was like, well, damn, bitch, I can't say shit. Yeah. It, until yeah. they got inside the house. Until they got inside the house and Sweet Tea <laughs> went ghetto. Sweet Tea went fucking Sobe. She, <laughs> she, I don't know what's not rum punch. Maybe it was a rum punch. It, it probably herself. was the rum punch. She got, got her some... Um, Got her uh, ovaries some boof. So Sweet Tea's perspective was she doesn't feel that it's fair because it is Jackie. Everyone has to tiptoe around the Hilton Head scandal situation. Whereas when she was engaged to Dr. G, everyone wanted to talk about quad. And it was free game. And everyone talked about it at nauseum. So she doesn't feel it's fair that because of who Jackie is, everyone has to stop talking about the affair. This new bitch who got who got no fucking money, who just married a small dick nigga, because the people and the mistresses have talked about the shit. You over here trying to give two cents in, but what did it for me is when. Again, because Curtis is like, listen, we here for fucking friendship. Yeah. If y'all gonna do some bullshit, we gonna fucking leave. We ain't got time for that. But Sweetie goes off and is like, because Alicia tried to calm her down. So Alicia's the doctor. That husband is Nigerian. And he, you know, thinks he's the ruler of the world and yeah. everything. She's trying to tell Sweetie, like, no, 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 calm down. And she's like, no, fuck, I'm tired of being quiet. Like, she needs to be... On the hot seat, too. And then she tells Jackie... Well, Jackie first says, well, what do you want to say? What do you want to tell me? Right. 
She's like, my dear. Very yeah. calm. She's a baby girl. <laughs> Very calm. She's a baby girl. Yeah, she she baby girl, but not at that point. But she was like, what is it? And then Sweet Tea was like, you da 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 da. Fuck you, bitch. Baby, everyone clutched their pearls. I clutched my pearls. But the thing is, Jackie didn't. Jackie just looked dead. Jackie looked and said, baby girl, I'm going to handle you later. <laughs> You know, yeah, Jackie didn't flinch. Jackie didn't oh, flinch Baby, at all. Jackie looked like, who this bitch talking to? Jackie just like nodded her head like, mm-hmm. Now, see, and when we watched this in real time, I said, I wish Jackie had a, a, a daughter or some nieces, or I wish I was one of her nieces or something, because all she had to do was fucking call the phone, say, come up to here and say, this bitch called me a bitch. We rolling up. I'm getting everybody in the motherfucking car. We high-fiving and shit. You know what I'm saying? We driving because we going to fuck this bitch up. How dare you call Jackie a bitch and then say fuck you, bitch? Like Jackie, how, you were never. What the fuck? So yeah, I was taken back. I'm sorry. Everybody, everybody was taken back, especially Doctor G, who kind of pulled her to the side later when they were privately in their bedroom and was like, "Yeah, I don't want to see you that mad." Like because. It, it made no. That's not the type of energy that this group has. Even with Phaedra, yes. her fucking blonde ass, with like Phaedra looking like, wait, what? Like we doing this? Like we? You can't articulate your words. Like you gonna say fuck? Like she a bitch off the street? This ain't married to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> For real, you on the wrong show, boo. But yeah, she. But she thinks she. But this is. This needs to be the first and last season of Doctor uh, G and his little um, sugar baby. Um, because that's it. And so, so we, we basically wrap up um, Married to Medicine with um, they go, the ladies go golfing and the guys go to a cooking class. We're still in Hilton Head for a few days. And to the point where Sweet Tea has now slept off the rum punch or what have you, whatever. And she <laughs> she tries to apologize to Jackie in the car. Yes, she does. <laughs> and she said some shit. And Jackie just basically gives a read like, you know, like, I ain't really fucking with you. And to the point where <laughs> Sweet Tea turns to heaven, he's like, did she accept apology? She was like, no. <laughs> she said it as clear. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> as Jay. And if you've watched this show for any amount of seasons, you know that Jack, that she is dead to Jackie. She is on arrival. <laughs> D-O-A. She is gone. Like, unless it's a medical emergency, Jack ain't fucking with you at all. Like, you better get your husband because <laughs> he, he went to med school. But, yeah, but, you know, let's see what happens next week for the, with these girls. But, Sweet Tea, baby girl, you, you need prayer. I don't. Now, that who is definitely not receiving a second season. I can tell you that. <laughs> she needs prayer. So, all right. Now, we're going to travel on down to Marry at First Sight. Because the people did a couples retreat and there's no couples. There's only couples. one fucking couple in this fucking show. And they're barely making it. Barely making it because he left the bed. He left the bed to go get in a man's bed who wasn't there. I secretly think he has homosexual tendencies. Like there's guys out there and they like watch different porn and it's like fuck cunts and they're like violent and then like you see like images of dicks and they want to watch that. He, I think he's one of those guys. So you're talking about Austin, and yes. it wasn't until you said it last night that I was like, you know, I think that tracks because he's like hyper religious. He's hiding behind 
you know, his religion on why he's not trying to be intimate with Rebecca. And, you know, she constantly talks about how she wants to feel wanted and Austin is not doing it, but they're aggressively in the friend zone. They enjoy each other's Extremely. company. Yes. But when it comes down to slapping skins, nothing has happened yet, nor has it gotten close. And we see this week when they are at the house of some football player. And he was completely excited. He's like, I want to sleep in the man's bed. And it's like, that's why I was like, uh, I think you one of the bros. That's like, you know, which is fine. You know, you want to jack with another man. Yeah, that's, circle uh, I'm, jerk. I'm here for All it, right, but. sure. But, you know, when you're saying that you're straight and you're marrying a woman and you're not making her feel remotely desired, that's a problem. Yeah, it's kind of an issue. That's kind of an issue. So, you know, the only we started with Austin and Rebecca because they are literally the only actual couple on this couple's the retreat. only couple. The only couple. Everyone else is either... Disarray, this this dissolved marriage. Yeah, everyone else has either dissolved. The marriage has dissolved officially. Yes. Or as in the case with Emily and Brennan, just friends. Starting starting from zero. <laughs> starting. Let's just let's just be friends. He was so happy room. to get his own goddamn room in that fucking uh, vacation spot. He the way I tell you, he does not like this woman. But I tell you who he does like. He likes Claire. Or I believe so. Is that I believe so. Claire? Yeah. Claire, oh, shit, I've seen yeah you. I've felt chemistry, and I said this when we watched it. I've felt a chemistry between Brennan and Claire, and Claire tries to pretend. You know, she's the therapist, so she tries to be the earpiece for all the other couples. Meanwhile, her relationship is a fucking bag of dead turtles. But she tries to be there for all the other women, yeah. and I feel like I don't know. Just whenever she speaks to. Emily about Brennan I feel Claire just and correct me if I'm wrong but Claire just got a Jezebel <laughs> spirit she just I, I feel like Claire. she's got like a low-key like girl you know he he ain't here for you y'all need to figure it out you're too good for this meanwhile she's like blowing Brennan uh, behind the production van <laughs> I don't pick up on that, but I can see where you can go with that. So I can, it's, I can, it's, it's not far fetched. It's the highlights. It's the highlights. Only it's, sluts it's the, have those skunk stripe <laughs> highlights. I'm sorry. That's a slut from, yang 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 yeah, that's a slut from the 90s. <laughs> Just a fucking frosted tip. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely, I can see where you're going with that. But yeah, I, I don't think that that's what it is. But I think with him, you see him, he lights up when he is engaging with her or yes. hugging her. Like it's a complete different energy he has compared to, um, Blondie, Emily, and everything. Emily, yeah, yeah. But he can't fucking stand. <laughs> he can't stand her ass. He's like, okay, but Lauren, mm-hmm. who is the angel, who is the miscongeniality of this entire season, easily. I hate that they have to force her to be with fucking Orion. Like yes. this is forced. Like they should not be around each other. I don't want to be around you. You have gaslit me so fucking much. You have twisted shit. You have acted completely different because yeah. to what you say via the after party, which we don't watch the after party, but now Damian will start watching it so we can have another perspective on the show. Um he she talks about him doing shit for the cameras, which all these niggas kind of do. Yes. And then he asks completely different when the cameras are gone. He completely ignores her, is what she says. 
once rapping is done for the day, he completely ignores her. And I can see that because he looks like the type of girl he wants to save face. He doesn't want to look like something bad. He he is a manipulator. Mm -hmm. And we saw this play out with the comment that she referenced about a Native American red face. Um, was red that? face. Red face. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he just milked that to the cows came home, and he negated. And I need someone to call him out because she asked you, "Have you ever said nigga?" And he said yes. I need someone to play that back and hold his feet to the fire. Or he tried to hold her feet to the fire about red face, and I'm not gonna get off of that until it happens. I'm on my Monique shit on that one. (laughs) I agree. I hope that happens during the reunion. Someone actually brings that up. But this week, the couples retreat, I mean, it pretty much is everyone contractually obligated to be there. And you feel it. You want your paycheck, you better show the fuck up. Right. Because there's no reason why Lauren and Orion needs to be there. I as much as I love Lauren and Feel like it's a breath of fresh air every time she's on my screen. I personally prefer if I didn't see her the rest of the season than to see her being forced to interact with Orion. Because she even says, I believe it was to Emily, she said, I don't see any purpose engaging with him anymore. It's nothing there. Yeah, it's not serving to me. And one of the clips from next week, Orion gets into his Orionism where he's like, I just miss us i miss our energy and i miss just talking to you sounding like fucking michael jackson and she's like i call bullshit she literally said i call bullshit it's bullshit because it's like what the fuck she's like i'm here for the girls i'm here for the girls to be a girl's girl yes that's what she said anything other than that anything other than that no like i don't want to talk about us there's no working nothing now there's no understanding where did where did we go wrong no fucking work because you an asshole you you are a narcissist who cannot take accountability for the shit that he has done and said, and you took something that someone said innocently, referring to your face because you were in a fucking jacuzzi and you looked at red, you dumb bitch. And she just mentioned that and you went completely left with it. So to hell with you. I agree. Now moving on to a couple that actually is happy to be in each other's presence michael and chloe so i mean one more so than the other and i'll tell you why uh michael and chloe are now back from their what looked like two-day honeymoon up the street from uh denver oh shit we're talking about old boy trying to hurt uh yes so Excuse me. Michael, if, if Bruce is a little out of it, he usually falls asleep around the midpoint of yeah, Barry at first sight. The last 30 minutes, I'll make those off. So, you know, you he may be a little foggy on what I'm reporting. But Michael and Chloe, they move into their apartment, the same building that everyone else is in. And Chloe shares how she is a deep introvert. And usually after a vacation... Or going somewhere. She likes to have a day of decompressing. Alone in her apartment. Where she can rejuvenate. And she said. Now I just have to decompress. With my husband. So. You can relate to shit like Oh I can absolutely relate. Everything. That's why I don't think that she's a bad person. I don't think that she's not into him. I just think that she needs her. Rejuvenation time. And it's not 
from a standpoint of, you know, I need a break from this person. I just, she just needs to recalibrate and get her energy back up to a sustainable point where she can present her best self to not only Michael, but to the fucking production. But you also are in a new situation. You're married to someone new. True. And so you need to be able to vocalize it and not expect them to understand and know this off, off the off the rip. And the great thing about Michael and Chloe is that they have been having these conversations. Okay, so they have. Okay, that's good. And, I mean, Michael is just getting more and more attractive to me every week because the way he is handling himself throughout his entire process has been almost saint-like. Because she did have this conversation where she's like, I'm sorry, our first night was probably not the best, but I just was, you know, in a space where I needed to, you know, get my get myself get my shit together. And he was yeah. like, I'm in the same boat, but I'm just reacting differently than you. So I completely understand where you're coming from. I support you. And, you know, if you need me, I'm here. If you don't need me, I'm here. Like, he's really... Uh, uh, assimilating to what she needs and she is feeling comfortable around him enough to express what she needs and I think I can as of right now I can see this working out for them again it is extremely early in their process but even him you know being eccentric and in her words a bit more uh, in touch with his feminine side because she said that to Pastor Kyle when she came. Okay. When he came, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, because Pastor Kyle came and visited them, and you know, Pastor Kyle asked straight out, like, how do you feel about him being, you know, so expressive? And Pastor Kyle even made a great point. Was like, isn't it sad that, you know, if a man is emotionally in tuned, sensitive how it is equated to being feminine traits. And she was like, yeah, like it's, you know, it's not great, but he is someone that she said she would have never went up to in a bar or saw for herself. But she said, what (laughs) your eye was open for that. But she did say like what she normally has gone for hasn't worked for her in the past. So she's, all like she's open she's, she's open to the universe exactly she's taking this process for what it is and putting her faith into the experts with and that's anyone should when they exactly. go do this I mean, but when you do some other shit like uh i can't believe they paired with this person it's like well you clearly can't find the mate yourself so you went on this show for a purpose like come on now let's not do that so but we'll find out what happens because she does mention something about the fact that he he saw some pearls of hers and he wanted to wear her shit. Now I don't listen. <laughs> I am all for non-binary do to do. You know, people have you have to find someone who's accepting to that, and there's nothing wrong with someone saying, "Hey, that's not my bag." Right? If there's a lady out there who don't want her man to wear thongs or wear her earrings or wear her pearls, and nothing wrong with that. It's not putting judgment saying that just don't just make me wet. It's a preference. That's yeah. a preference. It's certain shit, so it's just that's fine. There's nothing wrong with saying that's not for me. That's for someone else. And there's nothing wrong with someone that have to express themselves and and um, having to be who they are. I just think they need to find a common ground. And I don't think she's prepared for this. 
prepared for this man. She's not prepared, but she's being a good sport. She's not saying she's not saying this is bad or this is not what I like. She's just taking it as it comes and going, okay, so we're doing this. I think she's like, oh, can I deal with? Can I still get wet with this? Him wearing pearls. Yeah, she's like, okay. She's like, all right, we're doing this. We're yeah, (laughs) all right. (laughs) She's being a good. They're both being extremely good sports, which is. Amongst this season of fucking losers, such a refreshing concept of people, you know, understanding that they're marrying a stranger and not... Not yourself. Or not... Yeah. Yes. Not not, not someone you picked out for yourself. Exactly. So, um, it's the rain. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, friends, that's going to wrap up this episode. We don't have a RuPaul yet because RuPaul comes on tonight and we haven't watched it yet so <laughs> it's not airing as of this time we recorded so we will talk about the girls next week um so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to this ep- week's episode of oh that's my gay friend follow us on ig if you aren't already doing it go to our ig page at oh that's my gay friend at ig or any comments questions concerns go to our gmail email us at oh that's my gay friend at gmail.com if you guys are still listening on to whatever podcast um platform spotify google play what have you go ahead and give us some ratings um five stars we say five stars but rate how you feel no rate us five stars because it helps us get more friends in the neighborhood gets more attention it gets us out more to different i mean we're already in four different countries but it it helps us out to reach the masses. there's more countries than that so help us out So, yeah, so we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this was a really fun episode. This was a special episode for us because, like I said, it is our anniversary tomorrow, February 10th. So, we want to thank you guys for tuning in with us. Um, you know, love is in the air. And, husband, I just love you for thank you for loving me. And so, choosing to say yes when I propose to you in April of 2015, 16, 16. Yeah, married 2018. Yeah, 2016. So, thank you for proposing, getting down on that one knee. I appreciate you. I love you. You are amazing. Everything that I want and everything that I need. And we need to go before we're over our two hour limit. <laughs> I know. We're about to go now. You are my heir. All right, friends. On that note, we thank you for listening um, to this episode. And until next time, bye, bye friends. friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. It's brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen, did y'all really think we we're going to teach you guys something? <laughs> this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at Oh, That's My Gay Friend or email us your questions at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Until then, see you next time, friends. <laughs>